On today's episode of Senior Quotes, we run through a little bit of pre-Super Bowl talk, Zion Williamson's return, or actually first start to the NBA, coming tomorrow on Wednesday, and we're going to kick it off with Bachelor Talk early this week, as well as Jeter getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Let's get into it. special edition because it's not live and we're just getting back to the whole flow of the show and getting more content out for you guys each and every week we're really excited for what we have planned but my name is Aiden Broderick I'm joined by Jack Coleman and as you can tell we're just super excited to be back with a whole another episode filled with quotes filled with awesome exciting sports content Jack how are you feeling tonight I'm fantastic Let's go. I am so fantastic because everyone was reaching out saying that it was Great episode last week. I think we really kicked off 2020 with a bang, and we're bringing that same energy every week from here on out. More energy. You can guarantee that. Uh, but again, not a live episode tonight. That's on BC. Uh, we <laughs> had mixed up schedules due to yeah, we, MLK. Monday, shout out MLK. Well, MLK yeah, doesn't get yeah. enough shout outs, but shout out MLK. Great day yesterday. Great day. Uh, but classes were mixed up, so I had a class tonight. I couldn't do the show live, so now we're coming from my bedroom. Hell yeah. Very exciting. Uh, but we're going to have a world-class first-rate show tonight, just like every other week. And uh, I'm ready to kick it off whenever you are. Well, we're going to kick it off with a little special Bachelor talk, because last night was a Monday. It was my birthday, uh, you know, celebrating the big 2-0. I'm not a teenager anymore. It's really weird. Congrats. B-team pregnancy, that's huge. I did. Uh, congrats stuff. to me. Yeah. Stuff. Um, But, so we, you know, sat around in the common room, watched some Bachelor, and... We thought we'd mix it up for, you know, the audience that likes to tune in and hear The Bachelor talk. We're not going to keep you guys waiting till the end of the episode today. We're going to give it to you first, and then we'll get into our sports this content right after. This is the right first after. Bachelor First Sports Podcast. I hope you realize that. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, pretty unique, <laughs> pretty yeah. revolutionary, and that's something we can uh, claim as the Big stuff. another first thing that Senior Quotes has done. So, it was episode three last night. Um and honestly, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot going on. It, it was, it just was a lame on episode. Specific drama. And it was. A, those are the kind of episodes that are the worst because they start the drama with one person, and by the end of the show, the drama, for all that we know right now, is finished by that girl or guy, whichever version you're watching, is voted off. So, or not voted off, like Survivor is <laughs> not given a final rose. So. This week was all about Alea, her trials and tribulations and kind of being shady. She was kind of shady. Alea no, was shady. She's just, she's fake as She's hell. fake. She's super fake. Um, she was one of my initial favorites, though. I thought coming in with the note from Grandma Rose, big fan. I was a big fan of that, Huge too. fan. Yeah. Huge fan. That was an awesome movie. She's in both of our top fives to go far. But now, I don't know, she's kind of shady. We realize more and more how great Victoria P is and Dope. Victoria B or excuse me, Victoria P is such a great character judge. She was even saying that Alea wasn't, you know, who she's all cracked up to be in front of the cameras. And basically she's shady. And it, you know what was good? Pete wasn't messing around with that. Nope. He immediately was like, listen, I'm here for love. I don't care about any of this other stuff. Other seasons, this kind of stuff takes weeks to manifest and to weed out who's gone. I remember there was one guy who even ended up with one of the shady girls. Mm. Uh, but... Pete's not about that. Pilot Pete is a smart dude. Comes from a good family. He wasn't going to let it stop him this week. So he's still out here kissing girls, taking names. I love it. But Alea was the big issue. And it came down to Alea. And then, you know, randomly at the end, it was like McKenna just happened to be the new drama. No. Like they no. were just like, okay, uh, we're not hanging with. Pete's not going <laughs> to be hanging with you for the rest of the night. So, and then McKenna's just like, oh down, my yeah. God, I failed. <laughs> I'm going to lose on national television in front of my entire friends and family. And we were like, whoa, like McKenna, you're chill. Like yeah, you yeah. literally have done nothing wrong. You're fine. Don't freak out. So then the final building scene was the, uh, 
Alea, who everyone knew was the issue, and McKenna Drama, who will go home. And I don't think anyone bought McKenna going home. There was no reason. No, it's just the producers trying to make you yeah. know that end decision seem like there's more going on. But it was clearly built for Alea to go home. But if you watch the teaser at the end of the episode. It looks like we will be seeing some more of Alea in the back. rest of the series. Alea could be sure. Conor McGregor back. Pete which was is torn. Big, so. Pete was completely torn. My take on the whole thing is clearly Alea is used to saying the right things through pageantry and just knowing what to say to which person. And I think she's been putting on different faces for different people. I think Pete just didn't want to get burned by another pageant girl. Facts. And yeah. once he was gone, he was like, oh shoot, I just remembered I almost married a pageant girl. What am I doing? I kind of like Alea. So he may yeah. bring her back. Yeah, and at the same time, I was going to say that Hannah B., that pageant girl, actually ended up with somebody who wasn't there for the right reasons mm. and had been being mm. fake in Jed. So Pete's seen that firsthand. He was burned by that kind of person. He doesn't want to fall. He understands that people who are fake and putting on that charade can be successful. So he doesn't yeah. want to be tricked by the same trick that led him to being The Bachelor. The other thing this episode was like the continuation of plain pilot puns and innuendos. Kind of annoying at this point now. It's like three episodes in, they ate at the restaurant and there were just planes around them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is kind of lame. It's going to uh, be a theme throughout. I mean, Hannah at Ann, least it's better than Colton being called yeah, a virgin every episode. Yeah, I mean, Hannah <laughs> Ann continues to wear the pilot hat. I'm all for that. I think that's a strong move. Okay. I think that's... A, if some girl that was into me walked around in a sports broadcasting sure. uh, announcement like, yeah, announcing yeah. set or like carried around a mic i'd be like well shoot there you go <laughs> wow. you know she's for real uh but yeah interesting episode not the best episode but it set up a lot of groundwork for eventual drama and stuff to come on pete's journey so shout out pilot yeah. pete keep strong young brother and uh <laughs> We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, I'd say one last shout out from my side is Madison has handled this entire oh, of drama. Madison perfectly. knows she's a lock. Well, Madison yeah. knows she's a lock. Best right best first date, and then she's, she's just chilling. stayed out of the she's drama chilling. limelight for the past two episodes. Made sure to get her little couple minutes with Pete that were perfect. Perfect and then minutes. He went right back. She went right back to the sidelines. She's and, playing it well. You yeah. know what she's playing it like? Like a college athlete from Auburn who knows how to win. Facts. And that's why she is a, a lock. The uh, the lock, <laughs> but also the official candidate. Oh right. Just just like the yeah. New York Times announces their candidacy for president, we are announcing the official candidate. We announced it last time. If you we weren't did. here for that, Madison from The Bachelor, the senior quotes official Bachelor contestant. That's right. And uh, you know, get her on the show hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or her dad, or like the coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got an actual sports connection. Yeah. It doesn't seem too far fetched, but. Yeah. And now that we're a bachelor for a show, you know, Huge we, bachelor yeah, for a show. we're right there. So, all right, now on to the sports talk. We are going to have three quotes each where we read the quote. It's about current events and news in the sports world right now. What's been going on this last week? I'm going to read out my quote. I'm not going to say who said it. I'm not going to say what it's about. Just the quote itself. Jack's going to have to guess those things and he'll get points based on that. Whoever gets the most points is the winner of the episode. So I'll go first today. Um, what sports do you want me to talk about first? I mean, I've got baseball, football, and basketball all here, so pick your poison. Um, let's see. Since I have two football, let's start off with basketball, and I can do my follow-up basketball. Sounds good. Do that. All right, this is a long one. When I was out for those seven weeks and not saying anything, but still people are saying things about me, it's inevitable. You know they crucified Martin Luther King for speaking about peace and social integration. You know you can go back to historical leaders and great people in society who do great things, and they're still going to blank t- talk blank about them. Don't fill the blank in. But it's like, can, uh, can you start from the beginning? Just the beginning part again. When I was out for those seven weeks and not saying anything, but still people are saying things about me, it's inevitable. Um, and then he makes Martin Luther King reference and historical leaders. I'm going to... S- I'm going to say seven weeks. Mm. I'm going to just say Kyrie. I'm going to say Kyrie. Bing, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. You are correct. So Because that was the stretch of time where the Nets were kind of not doing great. Kyrie was out. And Kyrie still kept getting brought up occasionally. So right. And he stayed out of the limelight like you said. Then he comes back now and he's talking crazy this past week. Comparing himself to Martin Luther King. I think that's what really gave it away. But as we were saying this weekend, Martin Luther King Day yesterday, 
Uh, weird comparison from Kyrie. He also threw his teammates under the bus a little bit, saying the Nets needed one or two more pieces. I yeah. guess the reason I one or two this, more pieces called Kevin Durant. He's literally yeah. on your team. You're fine. This wasn't supposed <laughs> to be the season to win anyway. But to be fair, you know we're under 500 this year. Now look, when Kyrie's hurt, you can't expect this to be a winning team. They gave away D'Angelo Russell to have Kyrie and KD. If neither's on the court, this is objectively a worse team than it was last year. But I think with Kyrie, this team can get back to 500. They didn't have Kyrie yesterday and lost to the Sixers by six. I'm fine with that. Hopefully they'll have him back for the Lakers game Thursday. Don't expect to win that. But after that, a long stretch of sub-500 teams as their opponents. That's where the Nets have to bounce back, make this a respectable season. They're still 8th in the Eastern Conference. I think a uh, you know, 7th or 8th seed playoff spot, perfect result for this season. Get KD back. Don't make a trade at the deadline. This is not supposed to be the year to win now. I mean, obviously Kyrie wants to prove that he's a number one, but you're not. You came to this team to be the number two to Kevin Durant, so... I don't know. I, I just get a little bit frustrated with Kyrie still, but you got to understand he is such still, a great player on the court, and I think he does get along well with his teammates. I think he does too, and especially Kevin Durant. I think they get along very well. And DeAndre Jordan's there too, you know, to but keep that chemistry. I have, I have like a weird, like I don't, I don't see how either one. It's kind of like the uh, Harry Potter thing where it's like neither can live while the other survives. Mm. Like, I can't see either one of them taking the sole possession of the number one with the other being okay with it. I can't see Kyrie being okay with it because of the past and what's happened where where he has been the number one with the Celtics and that didn't work out. Right. Or he wasn't the number one with the Cavs and he was, you know, annoyed with LeBron and stuff like that. I don't see a scenario where he's not the number one and he's liking it. Like, I, I don't know. I just think it's weird. And same Kevin Durant's accepting nothing less than the number one, but realistically, Kevin Durant is coming off a very serious injury yeah. where to start, he might not be the number one. That's what it I was might have say. to be Kyrie, yeah. but long-term, you know it's Kevin Durant. Right. You know Kevin Durant is that guy. So, I don't know. I'm torn on it. Could be room for trouble in paradise. I'm not saying that yet. I mean... I, it, it could be. It really could be based on the things he's saying. And, and he's talking crazy. That, he's yeah, talking crazy. Celtics and Cavs fans warn Nets fans about this. But at the same time, and D'Lo even said, like this could have been a quote I used. D'Angelo Russell said he totally understands that if you have the chance to sign KD and Kyrie, you go for it. So he says Obviously. it's just a business. And I really respect those comments from really still my favorite player in the NBA. No, D'Lo's, D'Lo's the man. And I don't know if the Warriors are going to get rid of him. I, they I, should. And the reason I they should is he doesn't fit with Clay and uh, Steph when they come back. But I'm not saying they should get rid of him because D'Lo is not a good player. Because honestly, he has a lot more left in his career and a lot more all-star seasons than Steph and Clay do. You know, mm-hmm. But at the same time, the, the Warriors know that they can build a contender around Steph and I Clay. I think he becomes the star he has the potential to be if he goes to the Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns. And in right. that situation, Carl Anthony Towns finally gets a guard that can really play with him, that can pass to him, that can do all this for him. Right. And we haven't seen that before. In ta- you will um, will like activate X Factor yeah. Towns essentially. But the flip side is, you know, who are the Timberwolves giving up for D'Lo? He's locked into a four-year deal, and honestly, it, Wiggins isn't worth him. The only player that I think you could get D'Lo for is Towns. I think they'd have to be swapped, and if that happened, it would be. A complete win for the Warriors, and in my opinion, just another loss for D'Lo. He needs to go to a team like the Timberwolves who need a guard to complement a big, excuse me, but you can't give up that big for the guard. Well, it's fine, because when that happens, Towns is upset and comes to New York. There you go. Yes, <laughs> boom. Or draft James Wiseman, which I think the Warriors actually should do, considering how bad their record I d- is. I definitely think um, the Warriors should do that. I mean, throw James Wiseman in there, and he's going to have all this time, too, working in the offseason. Games don't matter when it comes to the NBA. You know, playing yeah, just college, it, it doesn't matter. There's so many guys that, before the rule was made, went straight to the NBA out of high school anyway. You know, oh, oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant regular season NBA doesn't matter, which is also true, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess so. That's, but I see what you mean. Well, You're but. just saying college or not. That experience does not It does not matter, you know? Yeah. If you can put up points, if you can get buckets, if you're super freak and athletic... You're gonna get time in, and you're gonna play. The only reason, uh, excuse me, the only reason that that rule was made, you know, is because eighteen-year-olds just aren't mature enough to be NBA players. It's I, not. It's not that they I can't highly, succeed. 
I highly disagree with that. Really? I think that rule was made because the NCAA is a shady organization. Oh, uh, well, yeah. And they want to ensure that they have colleges getting the top athletes in the nation. I mean, that played a part in it, but look at the high school players that went straight to the NBA. You have, you know, the top talents as in Carmelo, Dwight Howard, and of course LeBron. But there's a lot of other players that faded out that we don't know anymore or busted. You know, I think Kwame or someone was out of high school and was picked at the top of the board and just completely, you know, simmered out despite being super talented. So I, I think, yes, we we here do not really like the NCAA. We've kind of commented about that a lot, especially about James Wiseman and the fact that he's not even playing this year is kind of BS. But I think as much as the NCAA may have played in that, it's also beneficial to players to have a year off. Well, and I love that, like, what LaMelo and uh, who else? RJ I like Hampton. the overseas look. Yeah, I love I that. love yeah. the overseas look. I think that's fun. Right. Uh, but I think more and more so, this was a big issue raised over the summer, and I believe Kobe talked on it. Mm. And I may have even mentioned it on the show before. But players are starting younger and younger, playing in more and more tournaments. Right. yeah. And yeah in uh, AAU and things like that, and their bodies are just wearing down faster, and that's why we have these serious MCL, ACL injuries that could potentially be career-ending. You know, it's all the non-contact stuff comes from your body being worn down from playing so much. So even an extra year of college play when it's non-essential is super dangerous to a guy the likes of Kobe, LeBron, those guys coming right out of high school that can go straight, straight to the league. It's a good point. Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot about Kobe. And yeah, wow. if you're going straight to the league, do you even really care if, like, like how the college you somehow pick does or, or how it looks for the school? Sure. Sure, Zion can be like, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to win for Duke. But it doesn't matter. You're no. going to be in the league. You're going to care about the professional team you're playing on. And, you know, the extra year in between just doesn't matter. If anything, you're getting – unless you're getting top-notch coaching from a Coach K, a Calipari – or a uh, Roy Williams, like, then I get it. But all these other teams, it's it's what? Putting up with a year of school for, yeah. for nothing, essentially. Um, oh, man, I got to get my point. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, Carmelo Anthony, you know, national champion. Mm. That, it, winning on any level is an awesome experience because just winning a championship, feeling that you're the best in that division, in that, you know, whatever, in that league is awesome. It could be a state championship in mm-hmm. high school, you know, shout out CBA, or it could be on the main stage in the NBA. I think Carmelo, to your point, would trade that national championship ring for an NBA ring in a heartbeat. So as much as it's cool to go to a great team and win in your one year there in college or or more, you know, obviously players do like to stay, stick around and prove themselves that they can be a leader before they, you know, go off to the NBA. Or, I mean, there's there's great college championship memories. And I, I honestly think that this isn't the case with football. I feel like football, it works better. And winning a national title in football is such a bigger deal. Right. But when it comes to basketball, if you're that good, like, let's take Melo, for instance. Let's say he didn't even win a national title, um, which he hasn't right now, in his whole entire career. If he could go back and take away that college career and put those young stats that he would have had his first year towards his career overall, I mean, to rise up on the ranks in terms of three-point shooting, Overall points, like, that's big stuff. To be able to pass greats that he might not pass now because of that, instead of winning a championship, it's a comparable issue. I mean, you could pick either side, but I'm thinking right now he's kind of wanting the the upper hand on some other guys he's played against or yeah. has admired his entire life. I mean, Mello, obviously, Hall of Fame career. You know, there's no question about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. Um, but at the same time, I guess my final point on this is that there's there's only a select few teams that can make the college football playoffs each year. And it's the same Alabamas and Clemsons. Obviously not Alabama this year, but Ohio State's. And then if it's not Bama, it's LSU because there's only a couple teams in the SEC that will actually get there. You, you see the same teams each year. And it's very impressive that they've made these machines, these dynasties, that can make it that far each year. You know, credit to them. Credit to the savings of the world. But I think... The fact that the tournament, the NCAA, you know, college basketball, March Madness, is so unpredictable, and any team and so can big, sixty four different teams, sixty four teams, and really and you can some. win it. You can win it from any conference. Yeah. You know, obviously a lot of ACC, a lot of blue blood in the Big Twelve or the SEC, Big Ten. It, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We could see Gonzaga get to another championship and even win one this time. 
even though they're coming from the Mountain West. I, I forget, honestly. I don't remember where they're from. And that's just a point because you can win from wherever. And I guess where I'm going there is that for the Kyle guys of the world, you know, the players who are grinding to find a roster spot in the NBA right now, but have a college basketball ring under their belt because they were so great in their role there, there's value to winning the national championship. But at the same time, there's more value when you're a star player like Melo to winning the NBA championship over that, I guess. But um, yeah, that's a Kyrie talk. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember how we got that far, but that's that. So we'll hand it over to your basketball quote now. All right. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get sleep. I'll be too excited thinking about my first NBA game. It's got to be Zion. Pretty easy toss-up. Yeah. Zion Williamson is finally playing tomorrow night against the Spurs. Let's go. This is pretty short. I mean, everyone has covered Zion even when he hasn't played this entire time. But what do you want to expect? What do, what do you want to see okay. out of the first Zion game tomorrow I was going to say, what I do expect is limited minutes. Um, probably not the explosiveness we saw at Duke just yet. But what I'm hoping to see is just a great performance. You know, like, maybe maybe a double-double in his few minutes out there. I, I think he can be that kind of rebounder with the body he has. I, really, what I want to see is how does Zion Williams' game, you know, convert to the NBA? How is he going to pan out here? I, I, I'm just excited to see that, you know, regardless of win or lose for the Pelicans, regardless of how well he does statistically, individually. You know, are they going to beat the Spurs, who, you know, aren't the same team they used to be? But the Pelicans, you know, you'd expect the Spurs to, like, beat them without Zion. I guess, long story short here, I'm just excited to see the guy that's been hyped up more than, you know, anyone out of college in what seems like so long. Uh, We've been waiting for months now to finally see this happen. The the draft lottery, the, the hype all around who is going to get this guy. And honestly, I'd already always, excuse me, expected there to be some injury issues with him. But we're going to see also, I guess, if that ever comes up. You know, is Zion going to re-aggravate any injuries while he's playing at this quicker pace? Can he keep up with that? Uh, I don't really have any predictions, but I'd say I'm looking for all of that. Can he, you know, convert to this NBA game, which obviously is a lot tougher than the NCAA? Um, I, I agree with him all those as well i want to see zion i want to see if he's able to stay awake an entire game <laughs> the past couple of weeks he's been snoozing on the bench i'm fine with that Maybe i'm fine with that too. i think it's, it's funny just, i think yeah. it's funny I, and honestly those are long games I, you know what i don't watch a full nba game nba game without maybe taking a snooze i don't expect him to maybe do that so especially you're not he's never sat the bench in his life exactly you know why it's boring. yeah it's boring. he wants to go out there that's yeah. honestly Glass half full, he wants to go out there and play. He's bored with being on the bench. Yeah, Um, He's fed up with it. Outside of that, I want to see the new developed way he can run now. Or they, like, retaught him how to walk and run. Want to see if it's different from his gorilla wobble from (laughs) years past. I also want... I want a Lonzo lob to Zion. That's true. I I do want that. I want the Lonzo lob. I want... I want a... Sabermetric stat of LeBron rookie year first night to Zion, which I think we'll get by the end of the, the game. I want... Oh, there's so much I want out of this. Well, yeah, because we've been... I, I, there's reason why ESPN has hyped him up ooh, so much. Oh, the Knicks know? fan in me. I want ooh. the side-by-side sabermetric shot type thing of the... Numbers so far this year for John Morant, R.J. Barrett, mm. and then that night's numbers for Zion Williamson. That's God, cool. it's totally going to happen. I can already see the, the graphics and visuals. We've talked about a lot that ESPN promotes players and teams specifically to get the national TV viewership You mm. know, for games that they have. They know this ahead of time, and they promote the storylines because of that. Normally, it's the same big market L.A. teams anyway. Uh, but I think... In this case, you know, I really am excited to see, especially since all those national games that why would you tune in when the Pelicans are on but Zion's not playing? You know, opening day was supposed to be the defending champion Raptors facing Zion in his debut. So Ooh, more, I'm really excited for it. More basketball or like NBA league. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. NBA league. 
I don't know, what it means for other players in the league. I want to see if Brandon Ingram, how mm-hmm. he plays with Zion, if he can continue on this solid year he's had. I think he should. I, I think he should too, but it'll be interesting to see if Zion takes some away, some fanfare away from Ingram, which he should. Like, obviously Zion's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but already Brandon Ingram has not really been acknowledged for the season he's had, and I think Zion coming in is going to be an even further knock on that. Dude, these numbers are crazy. Yeah, Ingram, Ingram's in 30, right now. 35 minutes per game, the man is averaging 25.6 points per game, mm-hmm. including a 49-point outburst three yep. games ago against the Utah Jazz, who yeah. are one of the best, if not the best, defense in the league right now. In addition, like 6.7 rebounds per game. That's a solid amount for a small forward. And 4.4 assists. I think he's going to be getting the rock to Zion and vice versa. Zion's more pass-first than I think people do give him credit for. And I think... That these guys, these Duke, these former Duke Blue Devils, not not former teammates, obviously, but I think they should mesh well. Mm-hmm. It's more, in my opinion, they'll be able to share the ball. I don't think Ingram's going to lose more than two or three points per game because of it, at the most. Um, and also, because he's been the focal point of the offense and Zion's been missing, the, the, the game plan has to still be built around Ingram. You're not going to adapt to say, okay, Zion's our leading scorer now. We want to get the ball to him first. It's still going to be getting Ingram open, I think, but it's which is nice for Zion and will make right. his own game go. Exactly. I, I'm just most curious how they're going to space the court between two guys who are similar heights. Obviously, Zion's actually an inch shorter than Ingram, but so much heavier. Supposed to be a big man. It, it's going to be interesting. That's another thing. What position is Zion? What is he going to play? Do you think power forward? Point guard. <laughs> Point guard <laughs> Za. He could, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think he has the athleticism for that. You know, no, I'm just kidding. He'll probably be like a small forward. Right, but wouldn't you say Ingram's a small forward? Like, yeah, unless they... Zion might be the Draymond 4 kind yeah. of thing. No, actually, that's, that's very likely. Always He's been, totally going to be the 4. My comparison has never been LeBron. It's always been Draymond Green. You know, they're both six foot six. I think it's I, like Draymond with LeBron's athletic ability. Yeah, right. But now, Build and body have, type is more like Draymond. Right, but does he have that athleticism all the way now after his injuries? You know, I, I, this is what sure. we need to see. It's really right now our analysis is more questions than answers. You know, we're waiting to see what ends up happening when we watch tomorrow. And oh, I'm super excited. Uh, one more thing I want to see is the day after the Stephen A. Max Kellerman argument Ooh. on how Zion's opening debut was disappointing. Ooh, disappointing. Because someone's going to say disappointing. Okay. I mean, this is some, Max, probably. I think. Or Stephen A. is a Knicks fan. I think. And he's like kind of trying to mm, hate on him a little. No. Who? I no, no, no. Max it's going to be Max. It's yeah. totally going to be Max. It's totally going to be Max. Right? Yeah. yeah. Stephen A. is going to defend him, I think, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so we'll look out for that, and next week we'll have an update on it, probably. Or there's the argument that uh, John Morant should have been the first overall pick. Wow. I agree. Oof. Oh. <laughs> I agree to an extent. You you don't. Oh oh, we got some some groomers. Oh groomers, really? Groomers. We got live groomers going on. No way. For those of you who forget, groomers are John Gruden rumors, but this is Jay Gruden. Oh my goodness. Former Redskins head coach, the Jags have hired as offensive coordinator. Yeah. We okay. love no, we love some good Gruden news. We love John Gruden, Gruden news. news. I, I'm not. Oh, it's all Gruden news. Yeah, I guess. Uh, John Morant going first overall. I. This I actually really want to spend a minute on this. Do I think my thing, my my move, if I was uh, David Griffin in the Pelicans' uh, front office, is you can't pass up on the ticket sales that Zion's going to bring you. I think that's I more agree. valuable than anything. I completely agree. But I th- and also you have Drew Holiday who could move to the two if he doesn't play the two already with Lonzo. You know, and you just traded for Lonzo, who you're probably going to make your point guard of the future. I think Josh no, was not been going there. off lately. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, I think with all that said, Zion was the right choice in the situation and probably remains the right choice, but Jaws is still the better player. Jaws is the best player out of the three. Right? Well, yeah. Like 100%. Um, I did like what Ruben Dan said the other day that he does remind him of a young Derrick Rose, and I actually do kind of agree. Like, John Morant does have that... Explosiveness. I think he has better passing than Derrick Rose, yeah. and I think a little bit better shooting. But I like Ja a lot. So I think, do I. Yeah. I think Ja is going to be a really special talent in the league. No doubt about that. Um, 
and he should win Rookie of the Year as well. And we'll have to, you know, wait and see if that really does come true, but I think so. And there you go. I mean, talking about teams that can come from anywhere. This kid went to Murray State for two years and ended up as the second overall pick. And I, the one thing, the one reason I guess I doubted Ja, at least for a little, is because he was coming from Murray State, you know? Exactly. Like, so that, college can hurt you, too. Right, I guess. But it also helped Ja get on, you know, he wouldn't, if he went straight out of high school, you would not have a clue who he no, was, fair. you know? So I think it put him on a pedestal and on a platform where he could show what he's capable of. I, basketball's weird. College basketball is weird about, you know, if it's a benefit or not. You can get injured, like Zion's case, where Zion would have been probably number one if he came out of high school. But meanwhile, Ja, the reason he went number two and is, like, going to win the rookie of the year is because he went to Murray State for two years. You know, really interesting. Okay, so I'm going to go MLB because then we'll just finish with three football quotes. Mm. This one should be pretty easy, I think. Um, Who said it? What's it about? I was speechless when I got the call. Quite frankly, I was pretty nervous, and when I got it, I didn't really know what to say. Um, this, I don't think this is, wait, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> is this, is this Hall of Fame stuff tonight? Ah, oh. That is today. Okay, yeah, the only other thing that's been going on in MLB is cheating, and this doesn't right. sound like a cheating call, right. so never mind, I'm stupid. And I was gonna say Jeter, but that, like, I don't think Jeter would be, like, surprised Jeter knows he's getting in. Maybe. But why would we talk about someone else? Two we, people got into that. I know. The other one was what? Walker? Larry Walker. Walker, yeah. And I'm going to say Walker. Is, it's Jeter. Are you kidding me? Why is Jeter surprised? No. I No. No. You know what? I blame Derek Jeter for this quote. That's a stupid quote, Derek Jeter. You knew you were getting in. It's not a surprise. You don't need to act. I mean, he, damn he, it, but I love it. He didn't take a surprise. He's because, speechless. He's humble. He's, he's, he's humble. the man. No, he's humble. He's You're the so goat. Right. You're <laughs> so right. I love him. He's the goat. All right. And he only, he didn't get the unanimous vote. And that's what I brought yeah, this up that for. was so dumb. All right. Actually. Okay. Rant time for me. And not usually uh, the rants are on this show. But I was talking about this with Colin and Jack, my roommates in the other room. Not this Jack, but that Jack, Jack Rad. Anyway. So, if you're voting... For the MLB Hall of Fame, and you decide to leave a player of this caliber off of your ballot because you a hater. Well, yes, but because you don't want him to be unanimous. Because Babe Ruth wasn't unanimous, and Mickey Mantle and Lou Gehrig and all these people. Well, that that's dumb. That is not how you're supposed to be voting. Because if you voted like that and you said, "Well, he's not as good as Babe Ruth, so he shouldn't have the title that Babe Ruth didn't have," then if everyone voted like that. Derek Jeter wouldn't make the Hall of Fame. He'd be off the first ballot. He would not get another chance. And that's why this system is so stupid. I, I mean, it's great that both public writers and private votes are all filed. And they do a good job of keeping it pretty strict as to who gets in and when. Obviously, we haven't seen any real steroid users into the Hall of Fame yet. That's respectable, even though I've changed my mind on Barry Bonds. That's a different topic. The fact that Derek Jeter is not the first ever unanimous vote as a position player is beyond me. And the fact that he missed it by one vote is even more frustrating. And I think that one voter should just <laughs> lose his chance to ever vote again. I, Derek Jeter is the best shortstop we've ever seen. Most important position on the field other than pitcher. It's ridiculous, but congrats to him for getting in. I don't know. I, what do you think? Because the NBA and NFL, at least the NBA, I think it's too easy to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. The NFL, it's pretty even. I like who they name. I like how the NFL works. Actually. The MLB, very strict. That's cool. That's got a and, little appeal to it. And a lot of asterisks around guys. Yeah, definitely. And now, though. Now, even with the cheating. Like, definitely. Do the, like, let's say Jose Altuve keeps up the same career he's had. Hopefully not. I mean, ideally not. And I mean, obviously, I don't Pete Rose, want to. Pete, Pete Rose, Rose, he should be in the Hall of Fame because mm -hmm. he has way more hits than anyone ever had. But because he used to bet on games, he's not allowed to That's be. That's stupid. I, I just, I think now, this is the most frustrating part of all of that, is the fact that people are being left off ballots because they don't want them to be unanimous. Yeah. Good thing only one person did it, but at the same time, it's so frustrating that it was one vote away from happening. If you think he's a Hall of Famer, and Derek Jeter is clearly a Hall of Famer, you put him on your ballot. You are not voting for anyone else over Derek Jeter. 
did this guy did he put 10 people because that's the max you can vote do you think he mm. picked 10 other people and said they're all better than jeter or did he just hand in a blank ballot and said no one was worth it's stupid it's, it's dumb stupid. it's dumb i don't know I, I that guy should just have his voting rights revoked it's just but dumb. end of the day jeter's first ballot hall of fame oh yeah you'd love to hear it um i don't i mean we you basically covered everything in regards to this but uh the favorite favorite jeter memory what's Ooh. yours um, so I, w- Ooh, wow. I mean, it's the, the diving into the stands, making the catch, mm. bloody face, incredible. That was seen as a moment that was awesome. of legend, you know, when I was growing up, but I didn't see it live and I didn't see the flip to get Jason Giambi mm. out of the plate. I didn't see that live either. They were both great moments. They're up there for me, but I'm, I think I can't remember. I think I watched the 3000th hit home run live. And I'm definitely sure I watched his walk-off hit in his final at bat live. So it's got to be one of those for me because that was when I was becoming, you know, the biggest Yankees fan possible. You know, I was learning a lot more about sports and I knew how much I loved this player, you know, who had done so much for the Yankees and won so much. You know, today, Ozzie Smith and Barry Larkin and some of the best shortstops of all time, Cal Ripken, compared Jeter to the Tom Brady of shortstops. Mm. He has the rings for it. He has the, you know, the the numbers for it. And while... Maybe some, not the best athletically. That's what they said. Some people uh, would say he's not the most talented they've ever had at the position, but he won the most. Bill Russell was also compared to Derek Jeter. Jeter was compared to Bill Russell. I kind of like the Bill Russell comp more. I like them both. You know, Brady's I, a, I think Brady's a little different. How so? I just think... Because I think all three are goats at their positions. Yeah. I love Shaq, maybe over Bill Russell, but otherwise. I, I think that Jeter wasn't as good of a hitter as other people had been, obviously. Well, I think his bat is... Uh, he's the best hitter, I think, at shortstop of all time. But If the, A-Rod had stayed at shortstop, it'd be a little different. But, but the thing is, I think there were other people that were... Like, more dominant, are you saying? More dominant or more... I don't know what I'm trying to say. More, um, not to say that Jeter wasn't important or didn't put the team on his back or anything like that, but when it comes to Brady, I just feel like Brady is like the lone, lone reason. And football's a different game than baseball. That's it why is. I hate these comps. Right. But like, to me, Brady is something, he is the undeniable goat right. of the game itself. Whereas okay. Jeter, I don't think you can just state... Okay, He's so you're, the best. But like, I think he definitely is the best shortstop because name a shortstop you think is better than Derek Jeter. I, I can't, but so, that's yeah. what I'm saying is that position-wise, position he dominates the position for right. sure. But is Derek Jeter the go-to baseball? The argument can be made, but I don't think so. No, he's not. He's not. But uh, I think the only reason you can say Brady is is because of how quarterback-heavy football has become. And baseball, you can only do so much in your position. And you can't compare... You know, you'll always have a best batter and a best pitcher. You can't really make the bridge between the two there, in my opinion. If there's been one best player of all time, and I was kind of saying before, I still think it's Barry Bonds. I agree with Even Barry with Bonds. the steroids. Yeah. Because now that this also, team... Also, like, everyone was doing it. Like, that's Yes, it was in that era. And you could still strike them out. You know, but Barry Bonds set records for walks and intentional walks because... Not because he was using steroids, but because people knew what he could do with the bat and how dangerous he was. So, if... It- but if your argument, I realize I walked so far away from the <laughs> If your argument is that everyone was doing, and I'm just playing devil ad- advocate here. Right, right. If everyone was doing steroids and PEDs and you still say Barry Bonds is the best, let's say someone now, like say an Altuve, finishes out of his career, top of the game, absolutely crushing it, yeah. but you know has this sign-stealing scandal as more and more teams are coming out with having done so. Well, if, if a lot of teams were doing sign-stealing... Right. By that nature, that was an otherworldly, not otherworldly, but outside enhancement to his game that made him be the person he was and the player he was. So, by that logic, would you still have Jose Altuve up there even with the Astros? I know what you're getting at, and I think the Astros only cheated. Uh, There's only proof of two, maybe three seasons worth of it. I I don't think... Oh, this is tough. I I think the sign-stealing... Specifically, what they're doing is using cameras. I mean, we've covered this multiple times. Cameras uh, from the replay booth, 
and relaying them into the dugout, which is, that's the part that's illegal. You can try to steal steins in an organic, you know, way with your own two eyes, I guess, but you can't be using cameras and get, you know, these views that other people, away teams, wouldn't be able to have. So not to get too far into that, but Altuve's numbers would only be boosted for a couple years from it. And I also don't think that many teams are actually doing it, though we'll have to see if that's true or not. People are always going to try to bend the rule, the rules, excuse me. But at the Dom same time, yeah, I was getting into my uh, Jorgen or whatever his name is. Uh, but but I I think for Bonds at least, his home run number is tainted, and I don't like that. And that's really where I used to not like Barry Bonds so much. But in his case, he was a great hitter before the steroid era really kicked in. I mean, he was hitting 30 home runs as early as 1990. The, the 73 homer season, that's where it's like, okay, this guy was clearly on another level of some kind of steroid or some kind of you know performance enhancement. But even still, the fact that this guy got on base, I think, more than really anyone else ever has, except for probably Pete Rose, who I was also going to say never did anything to enhance his performance. He... Just, again, bet on games that he, I don't think, was playing in. It wasn't a, you know, Shoeless Joe Black Sox situation. I, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Long story short, if we bring it all back, Jeter should have been made the unanimous player. Or vote, Hall of Famer, whatever. But I, he can be compared to Brady in that he's the GOAT of his position. Mm. And like you said, you don't like comparing across sports, and neither do I. But I also think... Since Jeter's the GOAT at his position, who else are you going to compare him to in baseball? You know, I guess a GOAT from another position, but honestly, there's not a position where I think it's as clear as it is here. So I like the Brady comparison, but I agree with you, because of how the two sports work, Brady's the GOAT of football, Jeter, you can't say that for baseball. Mm. You can say he's the GOAT of shortstops, congrats to him getting in, because of that, because of that reason, he should have been made unanimous. And it's really disappointing to me as a Yankee fan, as a Jeter fan, as a baseball fan, that he wasn't. So mm. that's my rant on that. But congrats to Jeter. Shout out to Jeets. Childhood hero there, getting in. So that yeah. was awesome. Got, he had the other guy's cameo, too. That was Yeah. <laughs> he shot Jeter. A highlight of his, uh, Ooh, of his career. Uh, throw in the, uh, the Frank Sinatra goodbye commercial. Oh yeah, black and white one. Oh, one of the best the, sports commercials. Ever. The 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 retupact gift mm, of the kid is still a uh, all timer right there. So many good genes. He's awesome. I mean, he's kind of running the Marlins into the ground right now, but he he's only been for now. He's only going to the Hall of Fame as a player. You know, maybe he'll get it as an executive one day if he really does a one eighty. But we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> so okay, it's football time now. Jack's got two quotes from the NFL, college football. I don't NFL. know yet. NFL, it is NFL, strictly NFL. All right, let's hear it then. All right. So say this: who this is about and who said it. Uh-huh. He's a special kid. This city's lucky to have him. It's a nice match. Great fans and a great quarterback like that. Even before the word quarterback came in, the first player I really could think of is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to go with about you know Kansas City and about the Chiefs winning the AFC Championship last Sunday over the Titans. And who said it? Ooh. Ooh. Can you read it one more time? Well, I can read you an additional quote. Wow. By the same person. By the same person. Oh, I okay. I had a cheeseburger. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Let's go. Uh, that's Andy Reid, who celebrated with, like you said, a cheeseburger, cheeseburger and going to bed. bed. Andy Reid, fat man, the best. You got to love Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid's No, Andy Reid's a football guy guy. He's a football guy. guy. Like, I love a good football guy. And I'm excited for Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. I think we're going to be getting some awesome Andy Reid side stories. I think Mahomes in the Super Bowl is awesome. It's what we've been waiting for since his rise to potentially the top quarterback in the game. He already basically is, but the new leader of the next-gen quarterbacks. Mahomes has made it. We're going to have them squaring off against the 49ers, the best defense, and... I just think it's going to be an overall incredible game, especially after the lame Super Bowl we had last year. Oh my god, that the Super worst Bowl Super was Bowl of all the time. worst. Yeah. So honestly, it's going to be easy to beat that one right. in terms of how fun the game is. But this one's going to be especially fun. I, think. I mean, when you have Brady, an aging Brady, facing Jared Goff as your two quarterbacks, it's going to be a boring game. Though no one really expected the Rams after being so hot last year 
to go into the Super Bowl and not score a touchdown. I think that was surprising. But I, I think you're right. Just having Pat Mahomes on the field is going to make this so much more electric and so much more exciting. But also, it's a similar question to last year where the Rams' hot offense faced the Pats' amazing defense. What's going to happen this year where the Chiefs' amazing offense faces the Niners' incredible defense? We can well, see another 7-3. I just think with the I've, two teams on the field, it's going to be more like 34-30. Especially because the, the Niners run the score up too. Exactly. But I'm going to say that the Chiefs are going to blow this one open. Wow. I think I they really know. are. Might be on I the think other they side. really are. I'm not because we watched the Chiefs last, or excuse me, the Niners last week with Raheem Mustard. Dude, he's crazy. Mostert's crazy. I think it's more the scheme he's in. I, I don't think he's You're anything right. crazy. He went crazy. Yeah, he went crazy. Four touchdowns. For sure. But also, look at how the Chiefs limited the best rusher in the league in Derrick Henry last week. Right. You're going to limit Mustard. You're going to slow down the 49ers run game, and you're going to have to make Jimmy Garoppolo throw. If you start rushing him and start blitzing the quarterback, mm. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo has it in him to get this done. They can do and that, And I think too. Mahomes does. And even if Garoppolo has the game of his life and has a shootout, I'm sorry, but Patrick Mahomes is winning that shootout nine times out of ten. Uh, all good points. And to not really play devil's advocate as much as just defend the Niners here, they have – they just stopped. Here, here's the direction I'll take this one. They just beat on Sunday Aaron Rodgers, who's seen as maybe one of the best quarterbacks of all time as well. And who's his current day comparison, who we've actually made reference to this comparison on our show plenty of times, Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be the next Aaron Rodgers, not the current Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's arguably playing better than Rodgers might be at this stage, but the Niners know how to stop an offense and a quarterback like that. The Chiefs don't even have a running back with the talent of Aaron Jones, in my opinion. Jones had a crazy season and was part of the reason the Packers went this far. And the Niners have an incredible defense, better than the Titans. Though, to be fair, the Titans have a great defense, and we saw that the Chiefs ran all over that. So, yeah, it's up in the air, but I think the Niners, this is all about Kyle Shanahan's game planning. It's not about Mostert or Tevin Coleman or Matt Breida, because all three of those running backs have had triple-digit games in the past this year because any of them, can succeed in the system that's been set up. The Niners have run for 250-plus yards in what seems like every single one of these playoff games. Um, I just think the Chiefs, for, for all the talent they actually do have on defense, you know, Tyron Matthews finally showing up, Frank Clark off the edge is scary, and you're right, if they blitz Jimmy G, he's going to be the first to get there. Chris Jones in the middle, if he's healthy, could help stop this run attack. But I just think the combo of... Big player wide receivers. Richard Sherman's scary. Richard Sherman's on the team. You're right. But I'm thinking on the offense, Debo Samuel. He's been crazy. Emmanuel Sanders can play the same way. George Kittle facing Travis Kelsey. I oh, think that's, Kittle's better. That's the talk. That's the yeah. who is the best tight end to take over after Gronk. I, and I think it's Kittle. I mean, I love Kelsey. I think it's Kelsey. Look, there you go. So I think Kittle's like, the better overall player, and his blocking is really good. Yeah. But I think in terms of pure scoring, I think it's got to be Travis Kelsey. And remember, that might come down to which quarterbacks they have thrown to them. Look, I love Mahomes. He's in my top ten favorite players. Also, Kittle's weird to me. He uh, like, has weird post-game he, interviews. He is a little weird, but I like it. <laughs> I'm just talking about how... I think Kelsey's also a little weird. No, and, Kelsey's fun weird, though. Yeah. Kittle's like <laughs> school shooter weird. Oh. <laughs> I, I do not stand by that comment. <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm standing by it. All right. Well, regardless, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. And honestly, as big of a fan as I am of Patrick Mahomes specifically, and I was rooting for the Titans, so naturally I should be you know switching to the team that beat them here. But I got to say, I think I'm going with the Niners. And I think it's going to be similar to... Not the Packers game we just saw, because that was just one team being way better than the other. I'll say Super Bowl scores are always weird. We're going to go 30-27. We're going to go 30-27 for the Niners. How did they get to 30? Maybe there was a two-point conversion or a safety in there. I don't know. But they're going to, or maybe they'll win on a couple of field goals. I'm not really sure. 30-27, to Niners over Chiefs. I'm going to say... Actually, 30-28, because I don't think the Chiefs are ever going to kick. I'm going to say 42. Wow. Holy crap. 35. Whoa. Yeah, Chiefs. I'm I'm all for that game. That would have 11 touchdowns in it. 
Sure. <laughs> Sign me up. Dude, I'm telling you it's going to... If any, I'm sticking with the 42 for the Chiefs. Okay. Maybe the Niners is more like 28. Okay. All right. Well... Yeah. I'm going to say 28. 42-28, blowout by the Chiefs. Pastor Mahomes gets his first Super Bowl win in dominant fashion. All right. Well, we'll have to see. I'm All just right. going to have so much more fun with the oh, yeah. Chiefs win on the Super oh. Bowl. It's going I don't to be hate so the fun. Niners, though. I like but the I don't want to see Jimmy G in a post-game interview. I don't care about that. He's I want to see Pat fun. Mahomes. Jimmy G's I want to see Travis Kelsey get wild and scream, you got to fight for your right to party. That which was actually crazy. should have been my quote. Ooh. Anyway, um, love that. I yeah. want more Andy Reid content. Yeah. I want, I want <laughs> to talk about whether Sammy Watkins is coming back or not because they really don't need him that much. He's, well, yeah, because they can make Demarcus Robinson into Sammy Watkins yeah. 2.0. I just think any receiver, Miko Hardman is crazy. Miko Hardman's dope. Any receiver him. fits that scheme. If you can run a four four forty, you're perfect. That's all you need. Um, I don't like Andy Reid. Maybe it's because he used to be the Eagles head coach. Maybe because he just doesn't seem like a good family guy. Look, he lost his son. Oh yeah. To like a drug addiction <laughs> yeah. in 2012. Not huge on the family. <laughs> well, that you know that's sad, and we don't Puts know. Puts football first. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does have his son Britt on the Chiefs linebackers staff. There you go. So th- that's good. You know that that's family first, three. kind of. It, it's it's a tough look. I, I don't like Andy Reid. I'm not going to root against the Chiefs because of that alone. I, I just think I like the Niners better. I just don't like that. There's no one on the Niners I can get behind. I disagree. I, I really like. Who am I supposed to get behind? Dude, Sherman. First of all, I, I love I don't Richard care about Sherman. Sherman. I, I, no, no, no. Oh. I don't. I don't not care about Sherman. I think Sherman's awesome. I think he's fun. I loved him on the Seahawks, but I don't know. I just. Dude, I don't his, care. I don't. His care. whole contract thing. No, awesome. that's cool. I think negotiated awesome. for himself. And also, proven everyone wrong. Also, Richard Sherman calling it definitely has a pick on Mahomes early. Ooh. Calling it early. He's it's either, it's either going to be like first pick of the game, yeah, yeah. is Richard Sherman, or, or like last game, pick, bro. or game, game winning. winning, and he goes crazy. It's going another, to be Sherman. It's another, one. Of, it's one of the other. You know, it's going to happen. A Michael Crabtree style, Aaron Andrews interview post game. I mean, I'd, I'd be totally for that as well. Uh, we'll see. We've made our predictions here. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it next week as well, and then in two weeks' time, we'll have a Super Bowl recap for you guys. And it's going to be pretty exciting, regardless. Okay, so. For my final quote of the day, this is just, we'll just say football, you know, because this is college and NFL. Mm. That might be a bit of a hint for you. Yep, yep. It's whoever wants to pay me money, I'm going to go there. Oh, baby, we're going to pay you all the money, and it's Joe Burrow. Let's go. Living it up down in Louisiana right now, I think. I think he's still down there Uh, messing around. What I saw is he actually went up to Ohio to uh, a restaurant. Went home. Yeah, and I forget what the restaurant was called. I can definitely look it up. But they named like a burger or a steak after Oh, that's him. awesome. Uh, and he was the first person to try it. Burrow, so, black and blue burger. Dude, he's going crazy. I mean, Joe Burrow has become, as expected. I mean, yeah, he had a steak burrow at Jeff Ruby's mm. Steakhouse in Columbus, Ohio. That's awesome. I wonder what he thought of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I wonder if Andy Reid had it yet. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> and the Dolphins also say they would love to land Joe Burrow. But sorry, I don't think anyone expects the Bengals to move that first pick. Actually, that's a good question about this. Because we've talked about Burrow a lot. Do you think, and what would it take if you do think so, do you think any team could convince the Bengals to trade that pick? Yeah. Really? I think the Dolphins can... They have the fifth pick right now, the Dolphins. So that's not a terrible drop-off. I think Dolphins can trade up. They got to move that fifth pick. Gotta move I think the, they got to move. Obviously, got to move the fifth pick. Multiple first rounders. Don't they have a couple picks though to move around though from recent stuff going on? I mean, I'm, oh, they do. The Minka trade. They, did, they, they they do have the Steelers first as well. So I think that the Dolphins wow. can move up to first. Yeah. I think that maybe the Bengals can move back up to two or three and try and snag Chase Young if they want to do that. I don't think they should. I think they should just stick with Burrow, draft Burrow at one. I think he's definitely the best quarterback out of the the, the draft class so far. Definitely. And I say you just get your man, get him with the first pick. Don't listen to trades. Now, what happens if they trade down, they get the fifth pick, they get the Steelers pick, which is probably around 20-ish, maybe a little higher, honestly, like 18, 17, and Tua looks perfectly healthy at the combine. I don't, I don't think he will because Tua isn't participating in on-field really? action at the Combine. That's We're not only getting a good interviews. sign. That's not I don't like that. Sign. I think if you're the Dolphins, you take Tua. I, I think it's worth the risk and you just get a solid, potentially solid quarterback. You don't have anything to lose if you're the Dolphins. If you're the, 
if you're the Bengals, you got some solid players on that team still in A.J. Green and Joe Mixon. I think that there's enough offense there that if everyone were to stay and you add in Joe Burrow, it would be a fairly easy turnaround. But I don't know. I, I just – I don't know. If I'm the Bengals, and this is coming from the Knicks fan in me who has been in these draft situations so frequently, I think that you want your team to stop – being afraid and stop moving around in the draft and just bite the bullet, get your guy, get the number one guy out there. The fan base is happy for at least the time before he starts playing. If he's good, even better, but your fan base is fine. You Your ticket sales go up for at least the start of the season. You get national coverage with the number one pick. Right. I like it. What I are, like. I say just go Burrow. What it really comes down to, I, I kind of just put it together now. Well, actually, wow, Bengals, that's the type of Tiger. It's kind of perfect right there. But what it comes down to for me, Joe Burrow, as I just <laughs> me- mentioned, Joe Burrow's from Ohio. He's from the Ohio area. I think he's a perfect fit to go back to Cincinnati and be back at home. And they just don't have a big market. Th- I-, I don't know. Dude, I-, so I-, I don't know. I low-key freaked out because I got a verified follow on Insta. And I was like, oh, who is it? But it's actually just Caleb Barnes, who's on the hockey team here, who's uh, Olympian. Oh, wow. So I guess she, like, is verified. But, like, it really got me going. I was like, oh, no way. I'm back out of verified. All right. Well, shout out to BC Shout out, shout out Caleb yeah. Barnes. Oh, plug real quick. Been talking to some of the hockey uh, players, and they definitely want to come on the show, do a pre-beam pod episode. Working on it now. We'll see what happens. going to be a ton of fun. Um, but, yeah, really, really special um, mini episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, all right, do you want to end the Joe Burrow talk there? Because I'm now interested in, would you rather Burrow be home in Cincinnati or in a bigger market elsewhere? Um, I like home in Cincinnati. You do? Yeah. I don't really like the Bengals. I mean, it's all coming together for me now. He goes back to Ohio. I think, it's I a think, team that's the Tigers, basically. I think Burrow makes the Bengals cool. He would. I like. But I think it'll be as lit as another place. It just feels like uh, Cincinnati isn't cursed by Cleveland, but, but it's Ohio. Burrow and Miami is fire. It's so sick. I, I just I don't. But know. But I do like the hometown hero. Ooh, Wait, ooh. but bro, bro didn't play as well in his hometown. Yeah, exactly. How about so. this? How about this? The Saints. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Make yes. a crazy yes. run at 100%, the first overall pick. Hundred percent. Give everything you have. Saints give up everyone. Give up literally everyone except Ooh, Michael Thomas. I have such a good question. <laughs> and w- would you trade Drew Brees straight up for the number one pick? 100%. No one would take that. Well, no. I don't think anyone would. But I think it's more, would you move on from? Yep. I'm not one to I, I'm not one to really care about legacy all that much. If it means Brees has been great for listen, the Saints. Fantastic for the Saints. I love the guy. I think that's it's a crazy question. All, but listen, I care not about the years past that we've won championships. Right. I care about the years ahead. I would say the same thing to the past about Tom Brady, even if he wanted to stay. I do not care. Right. I'm worried about keeping a consistent, happy fan base, keeping ticket, sale, ticket sales going, and making sure that you know we have a solid team for the future. There's and Burrow's the type yeah. of talent that you can lock yourself down as the Pats or the Saints as a continuing Good top tier team for a while. Yeah. So yeah. Remember, before the college football playoffs, you weren't the biggest fan of Burrow transitioning to the NFL. I was a little afraid. But what if he doesn't transition well and you just move Drew Brees? It depends on the scheme. I'm more worried about what scheme he falls into. He would fit well with Sean Payton. Exactly. Yeah. And he'd be in Louisiana. I think that would be incredible. But in reality, they'd have to move a ton of picks. Probably a really good player in there, and he'd probably sit behind Brees. I think the only reason the Saints ever make that move is if Breeze had a shocking retirement announcement this offseason. Mm. But I don't see that coming. Um, but okay, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm rooting for Burrow regardless. We'll see what happens. Go Tigers. So for the final quote, back to you. And go Bengals. Yeah. Also, he gets to play for the Bengals. That's, That's cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, this is my tough quote of the day. All right. So, I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. Okay. Hey, Jimmy G is doing exactly what we want him to do. We paid him $137.5 million, and he's doing what we want him to do. I think he's really elevated everyone on that team, elevated their play, and he's only going to get better. Yeah. Who said this and about what in terms of 
Like, who said this and who is he saying it directed towards? Wow. Because someone commented on Jimmy G. So it's like... So someone made an initial comment about it, Jimmy G. Like, when you say this comment? This person's quote... Uh. Comment doesn't necessarily mean on the internet. It just means oh, okay. commented... Okay. I mean, it it, it could may, may well have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. but commented on Jimmy G. Ooh. And then this person clapped back. Oh, jeez, dude. At the commenter. Can I uh, hear it one more time? Hey, Jimmy G is doing exactly what we want him to do. We paid him $137.5 million and he's doing what we want him to do. I think he's really elevated everyone on that team, elevated their that play, team? and he's only going to get better. On that team? So let, so hear this the out. We. There's, there's the that team, but there's also the we. That's huge. So it's not someone actually on the Niners, but it's like a Niners fan. It's like a, like a YG or something. It's like a... Dude, because my first thought was executive of the year, John Lynch, who I just don't think you would be taking a athlete. quote from him. It's an athlete saying Yeah. Then, so I love Sherman. I think Sherman's a good pick. But, oh, man, it's got to be someone from the Bay Area who's not a Niner. Uh, like a staff or something? I, I'm so lost. Uh, it's a tough one. What, is he in football or is it a different yeah, sport? Football. He's a football player. Is he? No. Kaepernick? I, I, I've i taken enough guesses. What about uh, who said the initial comments? This, the initial comments were just coming at for Jimmy For criticizing, G? yeah. For coming at Jimmy G. And is it another athlete? No. It's personality. Personality? I mean, I... It's probably like Skip. No, it's actually Stephen A. Really? I was going to say Stephen A wouldn't. Stephen A came hard at Jimmy G. So is, saying, it someone, is it an athlete on like ESPN or something? Like, like a current analyst? No. Or is he a current athlete? No... So, so he doesn't have a job right now? I mean, he might not need a job right now. <laughs> I have no clue. Well, he said we paid him because he is a former 49er. And he said elevated their that play. Team and their play does not play anymore. It's Jerry Rice. Jerry the go Rice. Talking about the Niners. That was not the and direction I was thinking of. So, Jerry Rice wanted to talk. Caught a touchdown uh, before the game in his, in his suit. That was pretty cool. But, yeah, Jerry Rice talking about Jimmy G. And, I don't know, I really just said this quote because we can bring up Jimmy G's stat line. Did okay. he really do much? Six passes, I believe. Six completions. Six completions, six of eight, six yeah, of seven. something like that. Something like that. You know, it's... Look, it's this offense and the Titans offense were very similarly designed. That's where, why I think the Chiefs win it. But I think it's also I a think them different. I think the Niners have a better defense, but I don't think the defense is enough to beat out the Chiefs. But anyway, yeah. Jimmy G, the GOAT. Look, he's awesome. I, I just like, think he, like he's great. I, he, I don't have a problem with he him. Is he's an just, example of like football finally having role players. You know what I mean? Like hmm. in, in a position that's more important than oh, anything. Arguably else. I'd say Nick Foles was kind of a yeah, sure. I mean, he stepped in and was a perfect backup who could win a title, you know? But my thing really is that Garoppolo and Tannehill on the Titans, it's a run-first offense where their role is come in and make the completions that you need to make, otherwise hand it off to your running backs. But we know Garoppolo can pass. I think better than Tannehill. He's had games where he is the one that leads the offense, not the rushing. Now, uh, they can adapt, dude. This like, is I, going to be the big... Yeah. Media story in the upcoming week slash if the 49ers win. Mm. But were the Pats the losers of the Jimmy G trade slash no. should they have traded Jimmy G? They clearly... Oh, man, is it clear? Jimmy G would have perfectly fit Belichick's scheme. I, I believe that because he reminds me of the like, similar skill set to Brady. Well, the Niners, how they're playing offensively, looks like the Pats right now. It does, honestly. and the defense... Maybe, is- like, higher... Um, Passing looks yeah. with Brady at the helm, but you know that's something they, that they're getting more can. out of their backfield, I think, than the Pats would be. I, I, it's tough. I, I think honestly, I'm gonna have to say that the Pats did lose that trade, and it I was because of the disagreement, you know. Between and that's Belichick the thing. And Belichick's a genius. Belichick wanted to keep him. Yeah. Belichick knew this was his way to outlive the Brady dynasty. Yeah. But Brady's at the helm. Brady doesn't want competition. This is where I think we started to see the glimpses of Brady's ego starting to take over. I think Brady used to be a pretty good guy. I think the ego has completely taken over. I've heard this from multiple people too now, okay. that the ego has kind of taken over, and he just 
you know, it's either his way or nothing. He needs to be the best. He needs to hear that he's the best. And competition below him is not something he wants. Mm. And he doesn't want to hear from the fans to start Jimmy G or Jacoby Brissett. He wants them gone. Right. And that's what happened. But looking now, now that Brady's starting to decline, right now, this upcoming season would, would have been the perfect time for Jimmy G to start getting some looks. Definitely. So, I don't know. I think Pat's lost out on it as well. I think there's no question about it. I, I don't even know what they used that second or third round pick on anyway, but it was a bad trade. And the Pats don't make many of those, but I think it's that disagreement at the top. And now look at us with the Giants. You know, Joe Judge and now Brett Bielema is coming over to join the staff. Those are two people who were very influential on that Pat staff coming to the Giants. I'd love to see the Giants have a similar new system to what the Patriots have had, and hopefully that means rings with it. We'll see, uh, but that's about it for today's episode, packed with a lot of content, and I mean, next week's going to be a little bit different. Pro Bowl, obviously, is all we're going to have seen for the NFL, so we'll definitely be covering some other interesting topics, but that's about it Pro Bowl it should be now. some fun. I'm yeah, excited for a little we'll, Pro Bowl action. We'll hopefully find some quotes from it. There's I mean, definitely going to be some. Oh, I already saw one today, Jarvis Landry. Uh, you're really going to drug test oh, players at the Pro Bowl. That's crazy. Which is actually kind of dumb. Let the I players have some it. fun. I, someone <laughs> said uh, if you're hanging around Odell at that LSU game, you're definitely getting drug tested. Oh, yeah. Which I think is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I, I'm shocked that neither of us actually mentioned Odell. I thought about it. But, uh, Odell is the worst. There, Odell right? is the worst. He's not, just the worst. Not as bad also, as AB. Also, well, AB, I was about to say, today. Uh, but actually looks like he's off the case. So I, I, I've lost. Who I, cares? I screw Odell. Screw AB. Just worry. Go Darius Slayton. Yeah. Go Darius Slayton. <laughs> and go Jeter. Seriously. Yeah. Big up. Congrats big congrats to, to the Jeets. I'm making the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. More Bachelor talk to come. Definitely. More sports to come. It's a bit of a dry season now. We got, we'll got. we have some NBA talk for sure. No question. But uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks so and much And stay listening. tuned. Stay listening. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Subscribe again. Yeah, Tell a friend. Share this with your friends. Anyone that likes sports, your grandpa, your uncle, your family, anyone your friends. Anyone who likes Bachelor. You know, your anyone aunt, who likes your, Bachelor. Your, your, your aunt, sister. your sister, your mom's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your dog? Throw it on for your dog. Throw oh, it on. Yeah. Throw this on for your dog when you leave the house for the day. He'll love it. He'll appreciate it. We'll be talking sports with you when you get back. We'll bark occasionally. Yeah. There oh. you go. Oh. Oh. Apple Podcasts for you. and Spotify now. So tune in on either of those. We love you guys, and we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Touching